1: Minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians.
0: That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to
1: The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where
0: grown men, binge the iconic HBO series, Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white
1: wine, or even a cosmopolitan, and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch Sex and the City for the first time ever, mostly. We have a very special guest today, guests. The uh, creators and managers of every outfit on Sex in the City on Instagram, and now the writers of "We Should All Be Mirandas," ladies and gentlemen, Chelsea Fairless and Lauren Garoni. Hello. Guys. Did I say Garoni? How, how yeah, you did. <laughs>
0: perfect. He perfect. usually butchers them, even with people he knows. <laughs>
2: no, this it's is great. I usually get Garoni, so Garoni is correct.
1: I um, you know the feeling you get when uh, you had to read something in school. And like they would pass the paragraph around popcorn. the room, yeah. popcorn. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I was doing right then. I was like, just don't mess up the Miranda. Yeah, you're fear. fear. Um, so wait, how are you guys feeling? Your book just came out yesterday.
3: It came out day before yesterday. So yeah, I mean we're You're like, in the whirlwind. We're in the whirlwind and we're we're thrilled to be here. Thank you for having us. Yes,
2: thank you for having us. So many DMs about this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Th- I mean the best
3: people like it's one of the best parts of having this account is meeting all of these random sex in the city people. Yeah. You know, like you guys, like Dan Clay, yeah. or, um, some of our other collaborators. So yeah, that's always a fun part bound of it together for us. by
2: the internet and the unceasing reruns of sex in the city on e yeah totally yeah. <laughs> you know with the credits that scroll like 20 miles an hour
3: oh yeah and, like
0: goes up in the upper right hand corner and <laughs> yeah, then yeah. And, and,
2: most, of- and most of the samantha storyline is cut out <laughs> yeah totally
1: yeah i think uh that was the weirdest part for us we just came up with it one night we're like this will be a fun reason to do a mm-hmm. podcast and if no one listens we'll get to hang out with each other yeah and then you're just injected into this whole community of very strong opinionated people that have seen everything and are like we're like oh my gosh we're like and uh meeting dan meeting you guys has been awesome yeah so
2: same i think yeah dan dressed up as carrie dragshaw for halloween as a lark we started this over flaming margaritas the the instagram account (laughs) yeah just little to no forethought and then you're having to kind of recontextualize when people come up to you and they're like what are your true feelings about magda and yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I've never <laughs> thought about this. I did not write this show. Well, we're obviously
3: fans of the Sex and the City, but we're not more so fans than the average fan of the show so now we're encountering like super fans yeah yeah. like they'll there will be like an inaccuracy in one of our captions or something and there will be instantly like a swarm of commentators like you know putting us in our place basically yeah
2: and we also got computers at the age of nine or ten so spelling is not our strong suit so there (laughs) is a lot of typos and as i discovered last night and as people were telling me their names and I was signing books, I think I might be dyslexic.
3: <laughs> yeah. You next time we have to have their names written on the post-it
2: or else it's just it's it's too stressful. It's mayhem. She spelled Alice wrong. I spelled I fucked up Sarah wrong. Names. It <laughs> makes
1: you feel like uh, sympathetic to uh, Starbucks employees when oh, you yeah. just like
3: Oh, oh a thousand percent. A thousand oh, percent Oh
2: one person's name. So because there's two of us, we were like, Oh, this'll cut down on the top one, we thought like three people would want their book signed. I'm amazed how many people actually wanted us.
0: You packed out the Strand last night in New York. Yeah. It's amazing.
2: On a pouring evening. I think that's more amazing that people actually came out in the rain. Yeah. Have you guys gotten to the episode where,
3: where Carrie's in the rain yet? What is that? In season five? They haven't gotten to no, season No, we weren't. Okay, I'm not going to spoil yeah. it. I'm you can not gonna spoil, spoil anything.
0: It. If you, <laughs> spoilers are off the table here. Season
2: five is sort of the forgotten season. There's only eight episodes Sarah Jessica Parker was pregnant through mm-hmm. the majority of it. Burgers introduced. It's a very dark time.
0: Do you all have a favorite season? Three or four. Yeah, three, three or four.
1: four. Oh, man. So we're like, we're in the, we're I mean, in the I can see right? why. Season, but
2: season but so good. they come back with
3: season six, which is like there's 10,000 episodes in season six. I think it's like technically two different se- like they, seasons, they started right? do- They but-
2: started doing that in three and four. Four, I think season three and four have 19 or 20 episodes. Mm-hmm. So it occupied like a network show. Um, but they just split it in half, which I kind of miss. I wish more streaming shows would be like we shot a sh- we shot a shit ton of episodes, but like you get half, you know, early part of the year, and then we'll release another set yeah. of 10 at the end of the year. I totally. know.
1: I, I, bet, I bet now that people just need more and more because it took a dip down with like premium television of like 10 episodes. But now... The shows that people love, like waiting a year for 10 episodes, is just too much now. So I feel like there's going to be more and more television. I don't know. Reboot. They're doing the reboot of Sex and the City. It's
0: already so hard to keep up. I know. With with television. How can there be more?
1: (laughs) All right. So this is what I need to ask first. What was your relationship to Sex and the City before you started the Instagram? Before the Flaming
0: Margaritas.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I was obsessed with it from the second it came out and I was in high school at that time. So, you know, and I was a country girl. I was not a city girl. Mm -hmm. It was before a very rural part of Northern California. So of course this show completely sold me on the fantasy of living in New York and I moved here to go to college, which is when I met Lauren. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's just, it's kind of one of those inescapable things from my youth that I continue to revisit over and over again
1: and it's now you're inextricably linked a
3: thousand yes yeah. me my Google results are just like wild so then
1: what <laughs> what what would be one or two other shows that were like on the same level at the time? that you just didn't happen to make an Instagram about?
2: Oh, Six Feet
1: Under. Yeah, that's oh. our
3: favorite HBO series.
2: Yeah, I, the... I hate to disappoint people, but actually Six Feet Under is our favorite show.
1: All
3: right. Not only the best show ever, but the best series, series finale, finale of all time. Really? In my opinion. But the clothes not so interesting. We have less, we a have lot less of black. to say. We've, yeah, exactly. We have a off- lot of jeans, a lot of uh, you
2: know J Crew button-down shirts. Like, there's just not that much to say. There's not much to talk about. Although we have said. Like every year since we've had the account, certainly the past two years on April Fool's Day, we're like, should we just go through the effort to archive every single post, change the handle and say we're now every outfit on six feet under? <laughs> <laughs> we were like, How many followers would we lose? Yeah, I, I don't i start, not even. I
1: started out. every outfit on the Sopranos and it was just one picture of a tracksuit. And that <laughs> <Yeah>. was it. <laughs> Perfect. Um well that's yeah, and then yours?
2: Um, I was Twelve or thirteen, my parents had no boundaries when it came to cable television, and yeah, I mean, we both wanted to be fashion designers. Spoiler alert: neither of us are fashion designers. Uh, and not that that show was explicit explicitly about the fashion industry, but it was kind of my first. It was seat. adjacent, you know. Like was, she went
3: yeah. to the Dolce and Gabbana party in right. season one. It's heavily thematic
0: throughout the show. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah, and it's, I, it's the what? It's the sixth character. <laughs> Because they're
2: always like, New York
0: is, New York yeah. is the New fifth. New
3: York is the fifth. Fashion character. is
2: the sixth. Yeah.
3: Uh, uh,
2: is the seventh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Magnolia Cupcakes is the eighth. Yeah. yeah. Cosmos are the ninth. Yeah. It's a lot of characters, a lot of supporting characters on the show. Um. But yeah, I watched it. I mean, we were doing kind of Q&As, and I said, I kind of look at the show as a documentary. Not. I mean, I knew it was a fictional show, but I was like, oh, this could be my life mm-hmm. when I moved to New York. And it was not at all. So, yeah,
3: I thought I would be like meeting hot people at Citibank like every day, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that's just like that's what you think will happen kind of. If yeah. you're just you know, if you're young and inexperienced, you know, have there, no there idea those, what dating like,
1: in New York is like. There are those crazy magical nights that you you are just like this is like this is like the TV show. This oh, year. totally. And then there's just 362 other days in the year. Yeah, where you just get a random <laughs>
0: liquid dripping on you in the subway. Yeah. You're just like, well, shit. Yeah. This is my life now. <laughs>
2: totally. That happened in, we live in Los Angeles now. Another spoiler alert for people. So many people think we're New Yorkers, we're former New Yorkers, because we do a lot of very specific references that if you, you would only know if you had lived in New York at one point.
3: Yeah, I feel like we talk about like Dwayne Reed like more often <laughs> than the average uh, <laughs> Los Angeles
2: resident. Uh, But yeah, it, it was something that was in the background of our lives constantly. And the other weird thing is we've known each other at this point 12 years. So it was like eight or something by the time we had started the account, eight or nine years. We never had one conversation about sex in the city. Wow. That's insane. I mean, we talk about pop culture. We talk about
3: television film celebrity you know pop culture all the time but it just
1: it never came up so how,
0: how did the like you, you mentioned uh fiery margaritas how, how did the the idea come into existence then and,
1: and what was like if if there was if it was growing was there like a moment where you're like whoa like i woke up and there's was fifty thousand more followers or was there like a was it a steady build or was there some explosion moment
3: totally well i mean the the idea was born out of the fact that um when i first graduated from college i was a photo researcher and i was doing a lot of work for fashion clients and people would ask me for you know certain outfits from sex in the city but i found that like when you look for them on google images like none of the cool stuff or the niche stuff comes up it's all like carrying the tutu and that sort of thing. So I always in my head, I was like, there should be a website called every outfit on sex in the city where it's just like a visual index of this stuff. So I, you know, years later I was, you know, drunk at El Compadre, this fabulous Mexican <laughs> restaurant so in uh, Los Angeles. And, and they are known
2: for their flaming margaritas where they set a lime on fire on top of your margarita. And then you just yeah, watch it's it. Whole, it's flame a whole thing. Die out.
3: It's a whole thing. But yeah, so it's like, I told Lauren this idea and she was like, that should be an Instagram account, not it's a It's not website. an
2: interesting story. I, yeah, we're yeah, sort of yeah, sorry, in to tell the story. And if we knew what it would become, I think we would have tried for a more interesting origin story. But I think that that's why it's popular. I mean, we've been yeah. in digital media since college, basically. We each had blogs. I worked in influencer marketing and advertorial marketing. You worked at V-Files, which is a digital offshoot of uh, V Magazine. So we were... In and of that world. Totally. But of course, the
3: thing we put no forethought or effort into is like the thing that's, you know, yeah, super popular.
2: So at the time, we lived on two separate coasts. I was still on the West Coast. You were still on the East Coast. And so it was something to make each other laugh. Right, wow. like I would write a post and be like, "Oh, Chelsea will find this funny," and kind of vice versa. But yeah, within like a m- we almost started it as like a yeah,
3: a side account, you yeah, know? just like a inside joke. But then within a month, we had like a hundred thousand followers. Wow. wow. So it just kind of took off.
2: We were like, "Ha ha ha! This will be very niche. It'll be something we'll update when we feel like it." And then yeah, within a month, there was a sizable following. But the captions and that style, because it it was when we thought when we initially started it. It was like, oh, we will literally just put every outfit on Sex in the City. But what, what ended up happening was the way that we've always talked about pop culture and fashion for the last 10 years ended up in the captions. And that's what mm. kind of grew and mm. grew.
1: Yeah, that's what, when you were saying that, that's one thing that I noticed is like you're very savvy and also very... I don't know. You have like an aesthetic. Whenever I go to someone's apartment and it looks really nice, I'm like, how do you do that? (laughs) I try and make my apartment look nice. And with, you can just tell that your designer minds just because you look at it you're like, that's a beautiful Instagram. That's a beautiful like layout. And even your book, like. Oh, thank you. It's it's really beautiful. Everything (laughs) about it. And as like slovenly, slobbish guys, I'm Uh, sort of like. Yeah. Yeah, so I want,
0: I want to ask you some questions about the book in a second. I, I want to ask before uh, we move on to that. What What are your opinions? What is the best outfit in Sex and City? What's the worst outfit? Do you have uh, I mean, it's sub- that comes it's subjective.
2: Mind? It would be truly hour. It
0: changes every. It changes on an hourly <laughs> on <the mood>. basis.
2: <laughs> I mean, my favorite outfit is, has never changed. I'm very boring that way. Once I find something I like, but. Which one is it? And that would be... Oh, yeah. I know. I know. I'm getting there. Um, season four, if you've watched the episode where Carrie goes to... Is it Buda Bar? Not Buda Bar, with, uh, Buddha Bar, with uh, the jazz guy. And she runs okay. into Mr. Pork Big. Pie. And she's wearing the Chloe... Oh, yes. And his, like... Shy. Model
3: girlfriend or something. Sky or shy. Yeah, Yeah, that is that
2: episode. But it is. So, the other thing, just to go back briefly, of why I think the account has been popular is when we started watching the show in the late 90s, early 2000s, when we really wanted to be designers and we were really enmeshed in fashion culture and its history. So, we know so much about that specific time era. Basically
3: the era that the show, you know, the late nineties to the early two thousands. So
2: a lot of the stuff we can kind of clock by, by looking at it. And it's funny because before we started the account, we had no place to put all that miscellaneous information, but it's, it's a Chloe spring, summer, 2001 coat that has horses all over it, but it's a jacket that Patricia field put a petticoat under, this vintage belt and then this very plain nude bra that's visible that just it, it's perfect carry perfect Patricia field genius
1: and layering I love layering
2: yes <laughs> yes she, truly a master masterful layering All, on this series although I will say that has led us astray so many times before we discover we were Miranda's we tried to em- emulate Carrie style and I think that's one of the biggest lies is it gives you this idea of like oh I'll just throw a bunch of random shit together like a new piece vintage mm-hmm. this or that and you look basically like Helena Bonham Carter in a paparazzi <laughs> <laughs> but not good
3: not wearing like Vivian Westwood no. and as she does like just wearing random shit from H&M and some stuff from Beacon's closet and you know whatever but I mean, my favorite look is actually a minimalist look, which is the look uh, that Carrie wears when after she falls into the pond with Mr. Big and she wears one of his shirts Mm, as a dress and she belts it with his Aramez belt and uh, walks home like
2: that. I, you know, it's. It's so resourceful. Yeah. Again, you can you can hear our our uh, internalized Miranda phobias. We're picking carry outfits. <laughs> no, uh, totally. No, but Miranda had some had some true
3: I highlights.
0: Wanna, I want to touch on that. So, uh, my question about you you just mentioned that before you were Miranda's, you were trying to be carries. Was the Miranda fascination right from the get go? The first time you watched it through, was it the like second or third time that you watched it through? Was it looking back? that you realized you were Miranda's, why, it, why Miranda?
3: It was, I mean, it's something, I think we were always Miranda's, but for us, it's something that we really aged into. Like now that, or rather, I guess I aged out of being a Carrie because now that, or wanting to be a Carrie, because now that I'm in my mid thirties, I'm like, I'm not an it girl, I can live with that. Hmm. And to, when I actually think about it now, it's like, to me, Miranda is the most aspirational character in a lot of ways.
2: I remember being in my early twenties with my boyfriend at the time, and he said to me, "Oh, you're like a Miranda," and I had this hot flash of anger and truly almost broke up with him in the middle of First Avenue. <laughs> like, how, <laughs> how dare you? And now how I want- dare you say I'm the smart one. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. That's how fucked up. Uh, uh our culture is, truly. But once the account got popular, we were like, oh shit, I guess we have to continue this. We very much wanted to, but once there was actually a following, it was like, Oh, I guess there are people expecting us to to write and we ended up rewatching the show and in rewatching that we were like, Oh, Carrie has got you know, we developed the hashtag fucking Carrie because we were like, Oh God. She's kind of awful. If I make this point that if she's not always awful, but she has Mm. awful moments. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of
0: her. No, but I make, (laughs) I make
2: the point that if Sarah Jessica Parker did not play her, she would come off as Lena Dunham's Hannah character in girls. Like it is Sarah Jessica Parker's effervescence that Mm. really elevates that character. Cause when you take her actions outside of watching it through the, you know, through the actor playing it, it's, it does not age well.
1: Yeah, I think um, the your book and the Miranda—I um, don't know—it's like you guys are actually part of changing the way people watch an entire TV show, which is kind of crazy. Like the title of you're the book welcome and-
2: HBO.
3: I mean, we hope so. I mean, uh, we also think that our perspective on the show is a uh, the perspective of a very underserved uh, sex in the city fan base. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that you guys are also speaking to an underserved kind of contingent of sex in the city fans. Um, so, you know, yeah.
1: I think, uh, when we were at the, uh, live sh- your book release the other night, uh, I got home and then I looked on my, uh, uh, Instagram and there was a girl I dated. We talked about it on the podcast, but there was a girl I dated that went to Yale law school and she was like super fashionable She basically was like, you're like a comedian actor. I'm not going to have time. Once I'm done with law school, we're not going to (laughs) be dating. And I was like, all right. And it was like a really great three months. And I hadn't talked to her for like three years, and she messaged me, and she was like, uh, she was like, I just saw you on every outfit in Sex in the City's Instagram. I always told you I was a Miranda. And I was oh, like, oh,
3: my God. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, we're more than happy to send her a book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I'll, laughs> I mean, yes, Ivy League uh, education is quintessentially Miranda. Although, isn't Trey went to Yale, right? Isn't Or
2: Princeton. Trey,
3: no, because oh. remember, Samantha was in... Wasn't Samantha like Samantha fucked Charlotte's brother?
2: It was a brown brown shirt. Charlotte went to Brown.
3: Oh, mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. we're she's wearing that. Her, oh. her colleges. Anyway,
2: however, we are two self proclaimed Mirandas that very much did not go to an Ivy League school, <laughs> so it is not indicative uh, or for certain well, if you are. You don't have an Ivy League education. She,
1: she specifically said, like, I want to make a partner by the time I'm 35. <laughs> and then once I was watching Sex and the City, I'm like, oh, oh. she definitely is a Miranda. <laughs> um, all right. I wanted to ask you guys about um, there. I'm sure there's plenty of Miranda mantras that could you could have put in the book. But I wrote a few down that I love. And then we can just talk about them. One was, uh, I want to enjoy my success and not apologize for it. Yes. That's a Miranda mantra. Do you remember what episode that's from? Oh, <sighs> Lauren's better. There's with someone this. listening. It's like season two, episode <laughs> six, you a thousand percent, minute forty-two, and well, that person is my wife. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, yeah. That's that's kind of the breakdown of labor. Is Chelsea will be like, "Where's the cap from?" And I'm like, I have that kind of Rain Man specificity. <laughs> it it is either I. Th- I think it's when she's with Steve. It must be. I think it's season two era of Steve when she's trying to make partner and they're, they're having issues. Guys, right. we're yeah. not perfect. No, 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 <laughs> it's not even
1: where it's from. It's just, I guess, w- why why some of those things um, stood out to you. One was soulmates only exist in the har- Hallmark aisle. And our question is, we love Steve. We're not through the series, so we don't know exactly what happens. Right now, he just you got...
2: You didn't get on, go on the Wikipedia page?
1: No, we're trying not to... We know what happened. We're to, saw, wait, wait, till
3: you guys see the first film. Or have you seen the film? No. no. Oh, okay, oh okay. at
1: the live show that I, oh, he sorry. doesn't know, but at, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. We spoiler don't do, we don't do spoiler stuff <laughs> yeah. cuz we're like but my question is soulmates only exist in the Hallmark aisle. Do you think Steve is Miranda's soulmate? And the basketball court? I mean Do you, do you think
3: <laughs> I think she's a lesbian. I refuse to think that she's straight. <laughs> so, I just don't I don't subscribe to that. That read of the series, mm. and uh, you know, and oddly enough, I really think that she should have been with that lovely woman that she was set up with, that Tignataro esque. Oh, from the third on? episode, episode? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And her her colleagues like, hey, you know. I found this, this perfect is person for you. And she's like, I'm not a lesbian. I'm like, this guy actually did such a good job. Like, this is the woman that we would have cast for Miranda today, yeah. you know, if we could have, um, if we had control over the the storylines. Yeah. And I think that if they did the show today, she would be, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, totally. So. Yeah, it's kind of, it's actually kind of interesting how much that storyline was just like, <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. It's like,
3: have you looked at yourself though? Like in the (laughs) early seasons. Sorry, I say that as a as a lesbian myself. um, You know. Yeah, I mean, it would have ties and. Oh, that was one of our favorite posts when you went.
2: A and aside, but one of my favorite and I tried to find the other day, but one of my favorite comment exchanges ever was towards the beginning of the account when we did our first Aiden post and some. Some chick was like, well, you must have a lot of trouble with men. And I woke up one morning to see Chelsea had commented as her account. Like, they don't know who writes what. And goes, well, I'm a lesbian, so it's safe to say I have terrible luck <laughs> with men.
3: That's <laughs> so mean, great. I mean, I rarely clap back um, or whatever. We but don't participate in a while, anymore. Yeah, well, yeah
1: you resist. have to. Yeah, yeah, that's too good. Uh, um, all, all right. A uh, few things. One, woke Charlotte. When w- That seems like kind of what we're talking about now, which is like there's this looking back of the ways that the show's yeah. problematic, doesn't age well, and what where was the idea for Woke Charlotte? It's a,
2: it was a couple of things. Sorry to cut, yeah, yeah, cut you no. off. Um one was as the account gained a following, it it felt like there was a lot of commentary that we had to answer for, which felt a little weird because it's not a show we wrote for we did not create this show <laughs> yeah. and second we were also having a really hard time doing Charlotte post to begin with and again this was your creation yeah
3: well i mean Charlotte's outfits are less ultra than you know the the rest of the girls but i mean it kind of came it came from a place you know in revisiting the show now, you you look at certain scenes and you're like, that's classist, that's racist, that's transphobic, whatever. But it's not particularly funny for us to just write yeah. a comment calling out this show from the 90s for yeah. being transphobic. But when it comes from within the show, um, you know, it, it becomes funny. And so, yeah, Woke Again, Charlotte is sort of our um, vehicle for uh, for addressing the problematic aspects of the show, but she's also kind of a commentary of about allyship mm-hmm. and social justice warriors. And, you know, we thought that Charlotte saying quote-unquote woke stuff was hilarious because, as you'll see in the show, she is so passionate about her causes, yeah. so it's kind of easy to imagine her being a social justice warrior.
2: Yeah, again, it's one of those things like the account itself, like the book, Woke Charlotte is something that just again, was made with um uh, with an intention, but I would say with little forethought. In the sense that we weren't like, oh, this is gonna make a huge impact. So it's interesting that we're, you know we sort of have to get into its creation because it's yeah, sort cause of it's like we did it and then it worked and then we kept doing it. Yeah. But I I love when people are like, you should have its it should have its own account. You should do this every week. It's mm-hmm. like no, you would hate that. Like yeah, the yeah, reason yeah. it works is that it pops up every yeah, once in a while. you a
1: little salt and pepper so on that, top. You that brings up an salt.
0: interesting in question. Uh, you wrote the book We Should All Be Miranda's. Have you thought about what book titles would be for other characters? Do you have one for... Uh, if, if Woke Charlotte would be Charlotte's, what hmm. would Samantha and Carrie's be? Um,
2: I mean... Keep calm, carry on
3: is
0: our
2: carry
3: idea.
1: Yeah, yeah. for
2: sure. Uh, I mean, we've often joked about doing like a woke Charlotte children's book or like (laughs) a a free to be you and me, but with woke Charlotte. Yeah,
3: or like a, a book for children about how to be a good ally or something like that. I can imagine that happening. And Samantha Jones, I mean, it would just have to be something, you know, fuck me badly, shame on me, or so, you know, something like <laughs> that. And it's like just that. that pamphlet
1: that she gets in the East Village <laughs> yeah. with all the positions.
3: <laughs> totally.
2: Which is weird because, I mean, I guess not weird, but Kim Cattrall herself wrote a sex book with her husband. Have you guys, do you know about this? We, yeah. Yeah, we,
1: we, we, uh,
0: we talked about it like. a few Someone
1: sent back. us, yeah. we don't have a copy. Someone has a copy that they're sending to us they believe they saw it like at a at a bookstore. <laughs>
2: a friend of ours just showed us her and her husband have a thing where they get each other weird books and this was one of them and so oh, we recently perfect. Uh, took photographs of it and it has maybe the most horrifying uh, diagram of cunnilingus I've ever seen in my terrifying. life. Terrifying.
3: <laughs> it involves a lot of teeth. That's all I have to say. Teeth but yeah, and the,
2: flicking. The book in
3: which we're referring to is um, <laughs> Satisfaction, The Art of the Female Orgasm by... Satisfaction
2: with Samantha Jones is not a bad title for a book. No. Yeah.
1: But, but then once it's... Yeah, it's like, it's like, are we sure she knows what she's talking about? I don't know samantha
2: yes carrie no when it comes to being a quote-unquote sexpert totally
0: um you don't you don't think carrie knows what she's talking about
2: no this woman exclusively has sex with her bra on in the missionary (laughs) position yeah and the only sex advice
3: she ever has to offer her friends is like put stamps around your husband's dick so that you can see if he has erectile dysfunction or As, not. So, so uh,
0: the, that one, the last episode we just watched, or a couple ago, people said that without her sex column, they wouldn't be able to navigate the city. So, are those people... Well, we're also
2: re- talking about a 2000-era young woman, which, like... That works again, but it's like sh- she's a sex columnist, but she doesn't believe
3: that bisexuality is a real sexual orientation. It's more that she doesn't like seem to have like much education about mm-hmm. sexuality. Mm-hmm. Because dating in all- New York, yes,
0: got but, it. Yeah, so, there's, so you'd say she's maybe a dating in New York expert, but yeah. as far and as I'm And I think cars, totally. that makes sense. I think it's yeah. a
2: sex, the lowercase sex, uppercase love advice column, yeah, you know, because yeah. also in the same era, and you continue to have someone like Dan Savage at the same time, who I think is maybe probably a more accurate, yes, expert. Although, I... Sorry, can I ask you guys a question? Oh, please, yeah. Because we recently, uh, for the book, we did a a commentary track for some of our followers that decided to do the pre-sale, and we decided to do the first episode of season two, Take Me Out to the Ball Game," Mm because we think it's like peak Miranda episode, but we were so stunned and had completely forgot about the man on the street stuff where the camera just goes oh, yeah. to. We love those. So we were <laughs> positing. Now, in the world of Sex in the City, are these people Carrie is talking to on the street and those people end up in her column?
1: That's, I feel like we have, so many people prepared us for, they're like, get ready, it's so bad. And I think <laughs> we kind of loved those. And I never thought about the world they live in.
0: Yeah, I, that's a great question. I never. I mean, I guess the the ones that I am thinking about, there's like the the one in the basketball court with like Rich Skipper Stein. and Rich Stein, and they're like shooting hoops at West Fourth. Oh yeah. I don't think they yeah. were necessarily interviewed, but I remember like a guy in the gym like lifting weights, talking about his sex life. I think she probably did interview like those guys. Well, yeah, I want maybe 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 Skipper brought her on, let her interview the team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. during is, halftime or something like that. Who
2: is a real person? There is a Skipper in Candace Bushnell's book that oh. the show is based on which is why he exists in the first season into the second season and then wisely the the writers i'm sure were like what are we doing here
1: we're big uh we 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 get really oddly attracted to the weird parts of the show that like oh yeah people like and we got so obsessed with skipper he was gonna do our live show yeah and oh amazing he, he's gonna do he's gonna do our show, show at some point because we would just have i'm sure he's not getting I don't know. He's he's probably not getting tons of attention from Sex and the City fans. <laughs> and then we tagged him in no, like fourteen pictures in a row. We <laughs> we
2: learned he has an Instagram. He was in he was he's he, Geico, yeah. oh,
1: he was one of the cavemen. Oh, he was one of the guyco. He's
2: like a commercial king because he was yeah. in the Oscar Mayer commercials a couple yeah. years ago, which yeah. I'm sure are way more lucrative.
1: And he was in a GasX commercial. That's great. Oh, it's yeah. just him being like. <laughs> but yeah, he was in he was in one of the cavemen with Nick Kroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I know cool.
2: Nick Kroll was yeah. the other... Oh, the TV show Caveman.
1: Yeah, or maybe he was... Well, I don't know. Was it the Geico commercial? Or this is Ben Weber we're talking yeah, about, ben the actor West. that yeah. plays... Uh,
2: Good plays on you Kit that Mark. you actually know his name. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know. Sorry to Ben Weber. I do not know this man. <laughs> if I saw him on the street, I would not know him.
1: Um, yeah, so that actually brings us uh, to one of the issues. You know, We didn't want to do gotcha questions, but it does say in the book, it says... Um, something about dump, how do you dump that skipper? <laughs> this is just like, just a major issue we have with, with um, you guys with,
3: wow. <laughs> with skipper phobia being so pervasive in our, uh, you know, our he, book.
1: you know, that's before the internet blew up. You know, skipper is probably an the incel. Only Correct. An <laughs> incel- <laughs> I feel like he created an app and he's like a billion, billionaire See, I think now. he does
0: like he does like classes on Udemy on how to like code I mean, websites. Yeah. yeah,
2: he was a graphic designer or a web designer. He either right. that
3: or he's like an incel or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, or I, he's a men's rights
2: activist.
0: <laughs> yeah. Moderates as, the men's <laughs> rights Reddit forum for sure. <laughs> a thousand
3: percent. I mean, as we say in the book, like Skipper is not an asshole. We don't think he's a bad guy. We just know that him and Miranda aren't, compatible as partners so it's more like you have to dump him just like don't waste your time don't waste his time like just because he's nice doesn't necessarily mean you have chemistry or whatever you know
2: yeah i mean we refer to him as a he's best used as a flotation device (laughs) take you from your last (laughs) shitty relationship into hopefully your next less shitty one but the the book was born from uh Us wanting to do a parody of self-help books, of the idea of these books that, you know, I mean, not our moms, because our moms are cool, liberated women, but those (laughs) having it all books from the 80s and 90s. And so we were like, oh, this might, this would be funny. And when we started to write the book, we thought it was going to be purely uh, referential to the show and kind of what we do on on the on the instagram but as we started to write it we realized like oh yeah this show has been off the air for 15 years so yeah. a lot of it is kind of us as two miranda's filling in the blank so skipper is a I mean, we can only
3: talk about eating cake out of the garbage so many times in yeah. this book and we do talk about it i think there's what seven instances of well us no talking there about there was still. a
2: lot and then our editor was like too many <laughs> too many references but A lot of the things, you know, we have re... I feel like I've used this phrase way too many times in this interview, but recontextualized the boyfriends in the section, you know, which asshole are you dating to kind of reflect archetypes of men that a lot of millennials date. Mm -hmm. So Skipper is simply a stand-in for that nice guy that you feel you start to kind of gaslight yourself of like, but he's so nice, but if you don't have chemistry, it's okay.
1: I think also the reason why it's really a great book is because it's not just, like if it was just Sex in the City pictures and stuff and like you doing like, oh, then it would just be on the table. You'd never pick it up, but there's actually, it's life lessons and there's actually really a lot of great advice in there. So um, I think you. there's like more of a reason to read it than just, because it's like oh well, remember sex in the city you recontextualize it in like a really helpful yeah. way. So, thank, thank you. you. Those are those yeah.
2: are my favorite uh, like reviews are starting to come in on Amazon and Goodreads and my favorite ones are it's like look, I usually hate books written by influencers which is like horrifying for us to think of yeah. ourselves that way. But this one's like actually good. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah. are stunned.
1: Yeah, it's it's really it's really fun and it's really helpful. So, let's do Mm-hmm. Uh, quick speed we at the end of every episode we always do cosmo ratings for the episodes yeah and mm-hmm. so um there's been a few that have gotten fives but usually mm-hmm. it's from one to five cosmos Okay. Mm-hmm. and for this we just wanted to you guys to give a cosmo rating of some of the guys from sex in the city yeah great okay. and Look, um, mean no
0: rhyme or reason just sh- shoot from the hip whatever you think okay. they deserve
1: okay um Zero. We'll start start off. Sorry. We'll
0: We'll, we'll pitch a softball here. Skipper.
2: Oh, no. I give him. Wait. uh, Out of five?
0: Out Out of five five Cosmos. cosmos. You can use half and quarter Cosmos. Yeah. Two and a half. Two and a half half Cosmos. Two and a half Cosmos.
1: All right. um, Shmuel. Uh, he was the Hasidic Jewish man that Charlotte slept with.
0: Oh,
3: five.
1: Five. <laughs> five. <laughs> Agree. High five. <laughs> right. Yes. Thank you. Thank 100%. you very much. That is, wait, that is that, that is... the
2: one? Is that the one that painted her vagina?
1: No, no,
3: no, that's the guy in the barn in Upstate New York. Oh, this okay. Is like this is actually one of the more transgressive. Uh, Sex scenes that we saw in yeah. the yeah. city. Yeah. And
1: he's an incredible actor. He's in Barry now. Mm-hmm. He's oh. he's in Barry. He's um, Who is he in Barry? He's in Joker. Right? He's he was in Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Who, Who was is he Joker? Joker? We in Joker? In the first season
0: of Barry, he plays the main like uh, gangster.
1: It's oh. it, there's the ball like 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 the, in his house. The guy with alopecia. Yeah. It's like he's his sidekick. Oh. That's Schmuel. And he's also, did you watch True Detective? Which e- season? Which one? He's <laughs> the, the first season. Yes, one. and he's yes, one. of he's the, Yes, he's but the, the Yellow King in. Um, oh shit! Oh, yeah, so he's, he's a up. fucking wow. amazing actor. Thank wow. you for
2: giving us our next
3: crucial cameo post. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I totally. I can't um, wait to dive into this IMDb profile. Later. Oh
0: yeah, he's he's a beast. Up next, we have uh, Bernie Turtletop. Ooh turtle in the, from the turtle in the hair episode. Uh, That's Samantha makeover. post
3: makeover? Yeah. <laughs> Post. Uh, Bo- let's, post. let's give him let's give him three I think he deserves at least three he's I was, cool uh,
2: yeah and when I see him he gives me like Christopher Lloyd and Adam's family value vibes yeah. and I
0: think like <laughs>
3: as a child <laughs>
2: it's that turtleneck
3: yeah. 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 yeah he loves mushrooms so yeah. i so yeah, also post makeover in Adam's family yes values. that's what yeah, I'm saying <laughs> with the
2: white turtleneck yeah
1: okay next up is uh, Capote Duncan uh, Capote Duncan pilot um, episode pilot episode I need to have sex tonight
2: Okay, oh. do you know who that guy is? If you have watched Big Little Lies, he's Renata's husband.
1: Yeah. yeah I haven't he, seen Big
0: Little Lies. I'm sorry. I'm going to watch it.
1: We have, if you guys think you got a lot of Instagram messages, <laughs> uh, guess what? This guy gets a lot from us. <laughs> We're like, we'll do Colin, we'll do anything. But yeah, he's another really uh, pretty big guy. I forget his name. Nord, Nord Nordlinger? It's something, but yeah, he's like a—he's had a great career after this.
2: Totally, yeah. Well, there's one. I mean, not to give you guys more ammunition before we do this post, but there is a movie that I saw again. Parents had no restrictions for cable. <laughs> there was a movie that played on cable in the early 2000s called "Heartbreakers Club," a gay romantic comedy, and it is written and directed by Greg Berlanti, who is now a mega producer on the CW. Yeah, and it has like six Sex in the City either actors or people that make cameos. So Justin... What is it called? Broken Hearts Club. Is that, Broken Hearts Club, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Justin Thoreau's in it. Timothy Oliphant's in it. Skipper's in it. Uh, you still don't know his name even though we... <laughs> Ben Weber, Ben Weber, <laughs> yeah.
1: B Webs. We just call him Skipper. Uh, we?
2: <laughs> there were a couple other
1: wow. people. Yeah, that's it's, like the, they're
3: all
2: straight actors playing, playing gay, gay. men, <laughs> and their choice to be gay men is to wear puka shell necklaces. <laughs> yeah, but is it, yeah? They all have puka shell. Is it Dak Shepherd is in that movie? No, Zach Braff. <laughs> Zach Braff. Uh, that's
3: what it is. Wow. There's
2: another post we wanted again not to just give you ideas before no, no, we no, end no. up doing we them, won't. but there is. A certain class of actors that were popular in that era that we can't believe weren't on the show. And that's kind of a post that we want to do, like an mm. anti-crucial cameo of like, like why was Lee, Liev Schreiber never a boyfriend for one of the girls?
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a very much Carrie's type. Ooh. Liev anyway,
0: Schreiber.
1: We,
3: we, we, saw... dig- we digressed, I believe. What? Um, well, we were talking about...
0: Oh, we're giving him Cosmo. Oh, already. zero. 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 I don't
3: I don't even remember.
2: No, but Charlotte doesn't go home with him and he's like, I got to get fucked. And then he goes home with Samantha, which is a lovely reversal that they never did again in the series. But it's actually pretty.
1: Yeah. Also, I feel like if you go into an evening just saying I need to have sex tonight, tonight. it's like it's not a great energy to have. No. Chill yeah. out. Chill out, bro. Not,
2: not in this era. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, Len Schneider.
2: Oh, guys, you really have to explain what episodes. <laughs> Len
0: Schneider. Len Schneider lives in the same building
1: as Samantha. You are
2: fucking our rep up so he's much. Got a,
1: he's, got, he's got like the
0: oh the, the
3: stockbroker dude. The, he yeah.
1: has the he has the one earring. No no it's no, like no the one where she it. thinks
2: she's going through menopause. Yes
1: yes. yes. The oh. old
2: the long ponytail.
3: Oh, oh yeah, oh. long white
1: ponytail.
2: He just reminds me of a college professor that would get way too close So like <laughs> <percent>. zero cosmos. <laughs>
1: Zero, Zero cosmos for, for Len.
2: What would Dude. you put him at?
1: Five. All these guys are fives. Be, you have these are straight fives. <laughs> but it's also board. it's also because. They're just like you're, like jaw on the floor, like this is the craziest person I've ever seen. See,
2: that's the difference between men and women. As women, we're like that guy has definitely um, tried to rub our shoulders at one point in our lives That's what like, totally. yeah. it's
0: like I can tell you guys are straight men because you're listening like <laughs> all these guys, you know, gonna...
1: creep out people. What's wrong with them? Yeah. Why yeah. don't they
2: like <laughs> these guys are great? Yeah.
1: Um. Well, listen, everybody. It's at your local bookstore. We should all be Miranda's life lessons from Sex and the City's most underrated character um congratulations on the book yeah this is it's, incredible thank it's, you uh it's thank uh, you holiday season's coming up that's right
0: it would fit perfectly in a stocking
1: yeah or yeah
0: in a, wrapped in a present
1: and um uh yeah thank you for doing it keep thank on you for having keep us. on posting <laughs> oh, oh god we
2: gotta keep doing this now I
1: Oh, i know that's what like i don't know what we're gonna do once we watch all the episodes the we're movies
2: Do you know of the podcast, and we haven't listened to it, I just know of it, where it's these guys, I believe in Australia, that watch...
0: Sex in the City too.
2: Yeah. For a year straight.
1: Oh, The Worst Idea Ever, I think it's called. Yeah.
3: (laughs) That is The Worst Idea Ever. We need to get into that one, too. Yeah. But I'm afraid...
1: It's, It's Too Pretty Bad, the movie.
3: Oh. Yeah. Bad doesn't even... It almost created its own genre of bad. You know what I mean? It's... Like, it's not funny... It's racist. It's...
2: uh,
1: They took out the fifth character. They they did take out the fifth character. I mean, it's
2: obviously those films are a nod to 1950s kind of Doris Day films where it's like, we're all going to Italy or we're all going to a location. But in rewatching the films now, uh, because I am a writer and a screenwriter, it does one of the most insane things, which is both films, the plot does not begin till the fifty minute mark. Wow. Uh, like both times you do not get to the destination till sixty minutes into the film, which is why it's two and a half hours. We do a commentary track for the first film and people are, it's very sweet. People were like, We'd love to do q and A Q&A with you guys afterwards. It's like, it is two and a half hours. Yeah. It is yeah. impossible. <laughs> yeah. Can't it's happen. like
1: Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, level
3: totally.
2: Long. Oh, don't worry, isn't there a Lawrence of my labia joke in the second film? Oh, yeah, that right. was Samantha's big, uh, big snappy one liner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just wait for it.
1: <laughs> I am so excited for that. Um, well, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. Thank really you so lovely. And congratulations on everything. Thank Every you. outfit on SATC on Instagram. If anyone's listening to this, you already follow their account. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Thank Bye. you. Bye, Bye. You guys. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle.
0: The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at TheBradshawBoys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening.